We living. We are here. Bro, my mouth is on fire. I ate jalapeno chips. I see. It's, it's a personal decision that you made. It is. Yo, welcome back. This is the First of All podcast. Uh, my name's McCarty, and normally we have this ugly dude named Nate on with us, but um, for no good reason, he's not on this week. It's a little bit my fault. Um, I forgot to record yesterday because um, I was playing video games, so uh, we don't have to talk about it. Uh, but I do have a special guest. Uh, it's our first time actually having a special guest. Um, though Nate is so infrequent these days, I consider him a guest, really. Uh, but his name is Peter Edward Lovell. And I don't actually know if that's his middle name, but it sounds like it might be. Uh, Peter, tell, tell everyone your, your full name, including your middle name. Okay, well, Edward, um, not not it. Uh, it's Peter Bartlett Lovell, actually. Uh, you know, okay. very unique name. I'm sure a lot of people have it. A lot of people love it. Very endeared. Um, and, you know, I'm just grateful to be on today. Um, yeah, you should be. It's a special opportunity, man. It really is a big opportunity. This might be my big break. Um, who knows? You might see me at the top of the podcast guest boards. Um, here coming up with the with the draft coming up. And uh, I'm just excited <laughs> to be here. Excited for this opportunity. Yeah, man. Uh, well, you're not getting paid, so I don't think that you are. Uh, again, this is the first of all podcast. We're going to talk to Peter about a whole bunch of stuff. Um, some that he does know about, some that he doesn't. Um, and we do this every Thursday. So... If you like the sound of Peter's voice, he may or may not be back, but that's okay. You know, we'll give you a chance to say that to him. Um, But we are going to go ahead and jump right into it. Uh, Peter, my man, um, I'm going to give people a little bit of background, you know, because right now you're a stranger. Uh You're you're a total stranger. They know nothing about you. Um, Peter and I go way back. Uh, He's from my hometown. Yeah, he's from um i don't even know we weren't really like friends in high school to be honest but uh when i went to college and peter's a year younger than me so when i went to college and came back after my freshman year of college me and him got really close i don't even know why like i don't know why i even talked to you do you have any like i don't honestly know like to say that we weren't friends i'd be i feel like maybe a little bit of exaggeration we were like school friends i would say didn't actually hang out yeah. outside of school because you were too cool for that. But um, I That's really true. have no idea why we started. I think we just randomly hung out one day. And, you know, as they say, the rest was history. As the rest was history, man. And the thing about Peter is Peter's a great guy. He's a funny guy. Um, but he has some qualities about him that are very unique. Um, one, his head. Like, they don't make hats big enough for him. So he has to create his own hat. <laughs> okay. Um, which which is that is true peter don't deny it and also his his calves are the same way they don't make pants no that's very true that is that is you know it it's a problem i deal with but if you want to get in a calf race competition then uh i'm gonna smoke you so yeah and he's a survivor man he is a survivor um i want to talk to you about a couple different things i gave you an idea on what this podcast is and for those that are listening for the first time like peter's mom or maybe peter's little little brother uh, this podcast is about nothing and everything kind of all at the same time. We, we consider it more of a Ted talk than a podcast because we just teach you about life. Is this know? like a Seinfeld episode? Uh, it's, it's exactly, <laughs> you know, it's exactly like Seinfeld, except he made a million dollars per episode and we're not quite yeah, we'll there. there. Uh, yeah, we're working on it. 
Um, so I have a couple of things that we need to address that are always, always important uh, on this on this podcast. Uh, let's start with the origin, I think is the best word for it. The origin of the word lukewarm. Now, for those that don't know, lukewarm means that you're like indifferent or uh, that you like don't have you didn't choose a side. You're on the fence about something. And you don't make like one decision in each direction, which are my, first of all, least favorite kind of people is lukewarm people. I don't want to say I hate all Lukes because I've met a handful of Lukes that I didn't dislike. I don't know that I loved any of them, (laughs) but I didn't dislike any of them. But uh, my least favorite people are lukewarm people. Uh, And I don't know where the origin or like why that word is that way, but I have to assume it comes from a man in ancient history, whose name was Luke, and he was just the most boring person, just the most. He had nothing to say, nothing can, to contribute, nothing going on in his life, and people just kind of associated this boringness or lack of decision-making with him. And I want to know, like, what his life was like, and maybe, you know, what his history, if he had kids, you know, what, what's his life like? Peter, what do you think, man? Where, where do you think lukewarm comes from? I don't from? know. You know, it... <sighs> I you had told me that that was going to be one of the topics, and I wanted to do some research, but you said no, we don't do research; we just make everything up. So I I didn't. Um, and it, you know, <laughs> if that's if that's really the case, if lukewarm was dubbed a term because this guy named Luke was really milk toast, which I think would be a great topic for another show, is the term milk toast. Um, but I think it's really unfair to other Lukes of the world because you know there's this guy named Luke. Uh, who wrote a, a pretty important book in, in the Bible, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and, mm-hmm. you know, he had a lot of things going on in his life. I mean, he, he wrote a book in, in the most published book in world history. Um, and so I think it'd be a little unfair if that society has dubbed this term lukewarm just because there was one guy named Luke who just was unexciting. Um, so, well, so how, I think that, I, I mean, Peter, we don't do research, but what we say is factual, man. Okay, don't don't try to act like we just make everything up because that's well, not true. Okay, I, you first of all, let me tell you, Peter doesn't even listen to this podcast, so it's a miracle that he's even on here. True, and it's insulting that you would say that we just okay. Made stuff I literally up. quoted okay. you, and you can sit here and tell me that I didn't. Okay, who are they going to believe, me or the new guy? I guess okay. it's true. I don't have the so, clout on here yet, um, but, you know, I stand by my facts. I do. Okay. Uh, you're right. There was a guy in the Bible – not in the Bible. Well, he was in the Bible. But there was a guy that wrote a book uh, named Luke in – you know, cleverly named. The book of the Bible is named Luke also. Um, but, Peter, give me – I bet you can't name three Lukes in your life that you would actually hang out with. That I personally know. Yeah, that you would like if they called you up and were like, "Hey, man, can we go get chips and salsa at Moe's?" Like you wouldn't go. Yeah, I'll be honest; it's probably true. I can really only think of one Luke off the top of my head that I like, but we were never really that close. Mm-hmm. See, because he's born. Well, to me, it's a it's a character of Luke's, bro. It's a character flaw. Of so, Luke's. do you think if it was McCarty warm that it just wouldn't? It'd be just a whole different meaning. No, I think that would mean that you're like yeah, on you're fire, fire. Uh, you know, like you're, yeah, you're like extra cool or, uh, you make like decisions really quick. You always make good decisions. You know, gotcha. Kind of gotcha. Thing. Yeah. 
And also doesn't roll off the tongue. The tongue no, well. no. I mean, I, I'm glad. I would just put this. I'm glad I'm not named McCarty. Um, but wow. <laughs> but man, I don't know. I, I think that's a, a really uh, a rough hand to be dealt if you're Luke, and that's the true origin of the name Luke, or of the term lukewarm, I should say. Yeah. Well, what we've what we've learned here is that uh, none of us actually know any cool Lukes, and I think that's all you need to know about the lukewarm term um i saw a commercial the other day um on who knows what channel because i don't uh it was a subscription for panera so a subscription for uh unlimited coffee i think it was unlimited coffee at panera for nine dollars a month and uh, like do you drink coffee but not like that not at panera you don't drink it every no. day. How many days I would say a week? Three to four out of seven. Where do you get your coffee uh, from? Most of the time, we make it home. We'll uh, a Folgers or Maxwell House, and we switch it up from time to time. But my thing is, I just think this is so dumb because who is going to Panera for coffee? Like, if I'm wanting some coffee and I'm making a trip for coffee, I am not going to Panera. Like, what is that? So where are you I going mean, then? I'm what, probably you going to, to Starbucks. Um, there's a place in town. I live in Chattanooga, by the way. Uh, Chattanooga. Chattahoochee. Um, <laughs> place called Goodman's. It's really good. Uh, Dunkin' Donuts has solid coffee. I would even go probably to McDonald's just so I could do the drive-through before I went to Panera for coffee. I've never heard anyone say, oh, my goodness, that Panera coffee is so good. I want to pay a monthly subscription for it. Never heard it in my life, and I don't think I ever will. So what you're saying is people are lukewarm about Panera coffee. I would say people are very lukewarm about uh, coffee. Maybe even less so than lukewarm. I don't even know what would be a downgrade from that. But <laughs> Peter, well, Peter warm. I think that would be more <laughs> on the tier McCarty warm, but we, we won't have to get into that. <laughs> okay, so I don't drink coffee. I've never no, had it. A- um, I, I pride myself on being full of natural energy. So like no... You know, no energy drinks, no coffee. You're drug free. Uh, You're drug no free. cocaine. Yeah, drug free. And I, you know, I'm proud of that. Should but be. I will say, the the thing about so you might be right. No one's going to Panera for their coffee, but that's the whole point. Like they're trying this scheme to make coffee like mad cheap because if you get coffee every day and you're only paying nine dollars a month, like that's yeah. some super cheap coffee for you. Yeah. So they're trying to get more people in there. I think is yeah. the point. But also. A scary, scary place for uh, this. I think we're going in in the wrong direction here. If you can just subscribe to food now, like how many? We're already overweight as a country. If I can go to McDonald's and get fifteen, pay fifteen dollars a month and get unlimited fries, I would be four hundred pounds by (laughs) guarantee. I can tell you that for a fact. Yes. So Panera, though, I get the. I get the idea behind it and it does sound like it could be like a really cool thing. I just think we're in a scary place. If like everybody starts doing the whole subscription thing, especially we've seen historically how much Netflix like popped off when they first came out with like their subscription based thing. Think about now you're doing something with food, bro. If I could get a Domino's pizza subscription, I would, I would live in the Domino's. (laughs) I'd pay rent in the Domino's and just eat there. Set up in the corner. Get a little bad. Yeah, they would know <laughs> me, bro. They would know me. Yeah, it's a it's a scary thing, man. I think that 
now that Panera is doing it, like Starbucks, Dunkin', whatever, Bo- Billy Bob's or whatever you said in Chattanooga, like they're all going to go to that model. I well, I mean, I guess I can only see, and maybe this is a little bit of reason that this podcast isn't all about, uh, but I'm sure they're treating it as a loss leader, wanting to get people in the door so then they in turn buy scones and cookies and sandwiches and whatnot. But I just... I don't because I feel like with Starbucks and Dunkin' Donuts, it's a little different because especially Starbucks, like people go to coffee for Starbucks. That's why it's overpriced, but people still pay for it. Um, So I feel like they would kind of lose their their business plan, their kind of identity if they kind of went to that subscription thing. Um, But I do I do like where you're going with where's the world going if you're subscribing to food like are we going to start subscribing to water? Well, shoot, I guess you can already do that, can't you? With those like water jugs that you get at like Sam's and Walmart and stuff. You know what I mean? Or like, <laughs> yeah, true. I mean, we also pay That's a water true. bill every month. So that's kind of like a subscription. <laughs> My God. So what you're saying is, as a marketing, like a what a did you say? Leader. A loss leader. So loss leader is, that? is where company you know a lot of grocery stores are big on this they have items that they know they're going to lose money on but they just offer it that price to get people in the door so they buy other things or there's a higher profit margin on and then in the long run you're making more money um a lot of i'm pretty sure that sodas in most grocery stores are uh are loss leaders like packs of soda and stuff like that and i think a lot of a lot of companies have different strategies and different things that are loss leaders like uh, Burger King with a dollar forty nine nuggets. There's no way those aren't a loss leader. But if you buy fries and a drink, they're making money in right. the long run. I see. I like that. Well, if you, also background on Peter is that he has a marketing degree, so he knows all this stuff. Um, and I know this stuff too clearly. You know, I just want to give and him I a chance to that. shine. Uh, yeah, it's all for you, man. Uh, I'll tell you. I think the loss leader Panera thing is true. And I thought about that too with like Starbucks and Dunkin'. It's like they've already created their brand around coffee. They have their market and their market share that people are still going to go there. You know, like no, no one that's going to Starbucks right now and like is genuinely in love with Starbucks coffee is just going to uproot and right. go to Panera because it's cheaper, you know, especially the drive through thing. I don't know been, any Panera. I will never go through Panera drive through Mark my words. You never will because they don't exist exist or because you don't want to. If they start to exist, I I won't do it out of principle. Okay. Hear that much of a supporter or I guess the anti-supporter of Panera. But that's, you know, it's a discussion for another day. Wow. I mean, that was a bomb. You can't just. It is, man. I mean, like, I'm not saying it's bad. Like, I've never been, you know, I'm a guy who I have a diverse palate. I'm usually not upset when I eat food, but. Going into Panera paying 12 bucks for a skimpy sandwich and, you know, a crappy bag of chips just ain't doing it for me. And $9 coffee or $9 for a month's worth of coffee is certainly not making up for it. I'm going to tell you that right now. I would did not disagree that it is severely overpriced, though I wouldn't compare it to hospital well, food. You know. How much hospital food have you had? I have had one stint in the hospital, and it was comparable to Panera. I was at Labonner in Memphis. Maybe they have higher quality hospital food than other hospitals. <laughs> yeah, I think this is more of a compliment to you that think? hospital than it is an insult to Panera. But that's – I have never been in the hospital, so I really don't know. in the hospital. Well, not that I can, like, remember. I mean, I was there when I was, like – the last time I was, like, in the hospital, I had surgery. 
uh, when I was 12. And I don't, I mean, I, I can barely count right. to 12 I mean, now, so I don't remember anything so you were there about too. when I was 12. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> and I bet it was miserable for me, but, you know, that's for another day. So, um, I, I, I was at a gathering the other day. Uh, I don't know what kind of gathering, but no one can gather anymore because of the coronavirus. You know, they cut all the gatherings out. Um, but this gathering was group of friends. Everybody brings food and we, we hang out. Hey, whatever chair you're sitting on, get Sorry, up and walk around. It's up. the most annoying chair. Like squeaky house. All right. Okay. Well, don't do that anymore. Um, so I was at this uh, friend's house. We brought all this food. And of course, bro, of course, at every gathering in the history of mankind, there's always somebody that brings something that no one wants. And it, it usually involves some sort of prettiness on top of it. So they like make a dish. Let's call it. I'll use chilies, Cajun chicken pasta as an example, <laughs> though no one brings that to a gathering. The Cajun chicken pasta is good, but then they put tomatoes and chives on top of mm. it to make it look pretty that's a fact. Like, no one wants that part no one that part that. is the nasty part so no one needs it and no one if you didn't put them on there people wouldn't be like ah oh, you know what would make this taste better little Guaranteed tomatoes no and chives. no one would say that no one so i'm at this gathering and someone brings some kind of like plant-based you know hummus looking dip some something and it's like <laughs> you know you knew when you were making this that no one wanted that, but you were trying to make yourself holier than thou and try to force it in people's mouth. Don't do that. Okay, there's like five foods in the world that are acceptable to bring to these things, and we know everyone likes them. And there's a reason for that because they're good. So just bring those. Don't try to stand out. Don't be fancy. Don't be pretty about it. We just want to enjoy our chips and salsa and guac for those that are white <laughs> women that are obsessed with avocados. And then just like some chicken and maybe some and beef sliders. And then we're good. We don't need anything else. And it's just so enraging to me when people bring like non-essential items to these gatherings. If you're going to do that, yeah. just be the person that, that brings guy. like cups or forks or something. Don't, you don't need to make I mean, something fancy. People are trying just to show don't. off like how cultured and, and healthy they are when they're bringing something. I mean, like 100%. Just don't waste everybody's time. You know, you're wasting your own time because you're putting all that effort into making that dish and no one's going to eat it. And then you're going to have to take home. And guess what? You're probably not going to eat it either. And then you're just going to throw it away. And that's wasteful nope. on so many levels. Time, food, mm -hmm. uh, you know, people's just general concern. It, no one needs that. Um, what I don't understand, though, is how you can get to that point of being, I don't want to bring what I don't want to bring things that people like. I just want to bring something to make me look good because at the end of the day, I think you look better if you bring something that people like, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Well, that's just people's misconception on what, how people are like viewing them. Cause if you bring me this chips and salsa that changes Probably my life, will. I'll kiss you on the mouth, bro. I, I will. And I, I'll put salsa in my <laughs> mouth and then feed it to you. That's, that's you know, I, I, I'll get crazy. But if you bring me some hummus or some chickpea ground up thing that no one actually wants, it I, I'm going to be mad. And then I'm going to lose friends. And I don't want to go to these gatherings to lose yeah, friends. You're going to lose friends if you do the coronavirus, not because so, someone brought some crappy dish.
Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Make it worth it, man. Yeah. Make it worth ruining yeah, our friendship. Over. To the That's all I'm saying. Board and and the variety of foods that I'm going to get to enjoy. I don't want to have one of those taken away from me. No one needs that. Also, look. I'll tell you. I'll be the first to tell you. I eat way better than I did when I was growing up. And some of that is because I live in a different culture now and, or I, I did in college and then I did in my first job, not as much. So now when I live in Atlanta, but uh, some of that is, you know, due to the people around me and how they eat, but also because I became an adult and was like, okay, I can't just eat mashed potatoes and chicken nuggets for every meal. Like you have to grow up a little bit and take care of your body. So I'm not opposed to having healthy dishes at these gatherings like if someone brings a fruit plate perfect example or maybe even a salad like i'm cool with that but don't bring a salad with like vinaigrette only we still want ranch in it make it edible you know so i'm not opposed to the health part of it I'm just opposed to bringing things that no one actually likes in this effort to like flex a little bit on how healthy you are or how creative of a cook you are. It's like, yeah. no, no one, bro. trust me, no network. one cares. Yeah. yeah, it's not. And like, you're not, we're not, you know, your future <laughs> fiance's parents either. Like, I don't care about that. So bring just some bring me and we'll call something I can eat. Yeah. And maybe some uh, pigs in a blanket. Except I would also be simple. very worthwhile. Pete, if you went to what one am of I bringing? Things, what are you bringing? And don't lie. Well, yeah. And our our plates and cups and napkins off the board. I mean, yeah, generally, if that's you. I try but, to no, that if that's you. I don't then, want to disappoint anybody with either something store bought or something that I could potentially screw up. Um, but my first my first try is if I have to bring an actual food, is definitely going to be Rotel, just because it's easy. Everybody likes it. You can add meat. You cannot <laughs> add meat. You can add some spices and things. You cannot do that. People are going to love it one way or another. So that's usually what I shoot for. Um, but I like to be the big napkins and plates guy because you know what? You have to have it. Um, and if there's other people, mm-hmm. other people more culinary skilled, especially in a potluck situation, um, then I want to let them shine. And I just want to be the support. <laughs> Nice, nice spin on that. Trying to make yourself <laughs> a little humble there. I'll tell you, man. Like you're right. You do need the uh, plates and napkins, guy. You definitely need that. And there, somebody has, yeah, and somebody has to step <laughs> up to the plate. No pun intended, and do it. Okay. So I'm all for that. On the other hand, though, what we're learning well, is that Pete can't cook anything. That's not. And that's not we've been true. That. I, I've been I knowing that. I actually pride myself. See most. 20 actually 24 today is my birthday 24 year old males um i would say are not very good cooks i think i'm a better cook than most um because i grew up in a family that that, you know really like to cook uh but as far as bringing like a i'm not good at bringing like a big thing for a group i'm good at cooking like a meal so i can go slap on some steaks on the grill maybe make some wings Mm -hmm. or something like that um you know maybe make some roasted green beans or asparagus maybe do a little bit of corn something like that um, but as far as like bringing, you know, a more communal like dish or a dish that you have to make in mass, I'm not so good at that. And so I don't, I don't like to get out of my lane or something I'm not comfortable with yet, especially if other people are relying on me like this, where this whole conversation started of 
bringing food that everyone likes. I don't want to try something crazy, trying to make a lot of something I may not be good at, have it be bad. And then I be this guy that we're talking about right now that nobody likes. Exactly. Yeah. And you don't get invited back too. that's the scary part. Yeah. Single uh, and well, ready to he's single. So, you know, if he, uh, if, if some asparagus, if that toots your horn, uh, do you not like asparagus? Let him know, that, and he'll hook it up. Okay, good. No, dude, it I actually do terrible, like asparagus. But it makes your pee smell bad, but, um, yeah, that's okay. Um, so speaking of, uh, white women and Starbucks and all that, um, also, anyone that drinks Starbucks also has like an Instagram obsession, and like, there's nothing wrong with it. Okay, I also do, but those things mm-hmm. like go hand in hand. Okay, that's just a fact. And one thing that I see on Instagram and Facebook way, way too often, like one time is way too often, and I see it multiple times, so it's starting to become a real problem. Uh, is people taking whatever picture? Let's say they're in uh paris france and they take a picture of the eiffel tower okay Whatever. we've all seen it not that cool uh <laughs> don't need to see you at the eiffel tower as a matter of fact you have nothing to do with it um but then they'll post the caption in french and now i'm really mad okay because i don't care about your eiffel tower thing super don't care but super don't speak french so it's very hard for me to appreciate and like your post <laughs> none when really none of it it's really makes sense to me. Yeah, all of it is infuriating, and I don't get the whole like, – I think it's insulting to other cu- cultures when we post in another language because you Google translated it for sure. And Google translates like wrong 90% of the time anyway. And don't try to steal their culture because you posed in one of the most iconic pictures in the world. Okay. That's not special. So that is anybody posting (laughs) captions in other languages, unfollow immediately and whatever unfollow is in that language you posted it in. That's what I do. I just, I'm geeking out right now because I, because I I genuinely can see you just getting mad at your phone. Just looking at it. It's like, Oh, like stop. Um, I sometimes I screenshot it and then I just I, I print it out and I hang it on my wall and I throw darts at people. Like, um, the goofy thing amazing. is like when people get it's the same thing I guess on the less serious degrees when people get those tattoos of like uh, of like Chinese symbols or Japanese whatever and then they think it means like mm-hmm. live laugh love or whatever but really it just means like hot dog. And I feel like that happens all the time you know, under mm-hmm. the same situation. It's just I guess not quite as high stakes. Well, I can't make fun of those people because I have two tattoos that are in a different you language. You do know what though, they say, though. And you definitely are not the kind of idiot so, to just Google Translate it and show up to the tattoo artist and say, here we go. I think you definitely did your research. Um, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, you're definitely I'm a different kind of idiot, kind. is what he's saying. Yeah, I get that. I don't think I would. Pete, would bro. you get a tattoo, I've had bro. this discussion a number of times, and I, I never say never. I'm a never say never kind of guy. Um, but it's just, I don't think there's, there's nothing that's been important enough to me to want to get a tattoo that's happened in my life, nor, cause there's some people where it doesn't even necessarily have to be really important. They're just okay with getting a tattoo. That's you and <laughs> me. 
and I'm just not on that level. Like, <laughs> I don't want to put income, permanent ink on my body unless it's something really important to me or that I really don't care and I'm okay with it. And I'm just on neither of those levels. So, you know, I'm, I'm clean skinned at the moment. Maybe clean's not the clean. That's not the, I regretted that. Clean when skinned. I said that. Uh, but <laughs> yeah, no, well, he took a shower you know, this morning. Um, He's clean skinned. I'll think of a different term. Plain skinned. There we go. I'm plain skinned at the moment. Okay. Well, good. Yeah, that's okay, man. I didn't take offense to it. Um, yeah, never say never because I said you would never be on this podcast and you know, here we are, uh, on that. So, uh, there's still some potential, I think. Um, but I am going to wrap this up close to the time limit. So Oh, we didn't get to talk about it, man. I'm sorry. Uh, we talked maybe too long time. about other stuff. Um, maybe next they probably time, will. You know, the coronavirus probably will be around for a while. So, yeah, we'll have some time to uh, to discuss it. But anyway, uh, thank you guys for tuning in. Again, this is the uh, first of all podcast. We do this every Thursday. Uh, we have a Facebook page. Um, so just go on there like that. That's where our, we post all the episodes to. Um, and if you want to get in touch with our community, that's the best way to do it. Uh, thank you, Peter, my man, Peter, um, Peter Edward Lovell. Uh, appreciate him. Uh, yeah, appreciate him joining. Uh, this is like a last minute thing. Well, I appreciate that, man. Job, I really so, appreciate you having uh, me and I uh, appreciate um, uh, having a little uh, insight to this community. And, and hopefully I can have some more insight down the road. Yeah, uh, maybe we'll see Pete again. Um, but again, uh, like our Facebook page. Let us know what you think. Uh, and we will be back cool, again. Cool.